You're listening to episode number 264 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Do remember that ZorkFest 2018 is Friday through Sunday, May 25th through the 27th at Treasure Island, just before the start of 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Register it. Register it. Yay. (laughs) Register to attend at ZorkFest.com and use the promo code ZORK360 to receive $10 off the price of admission. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. That was amazing. Wow. (laughs) Holy shit. This is awesome. Uh, you asked the one thing, listeners at home. Mark said it was Tony. I love you when you're sober, but I love you even more when you've had cocktails. And I'm like, fine. I love Challenge it. accepted. I love when I, the, the phrase that you use. I absolutely adore me. Like, I'm coming in hot. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am ready to rock and roll, buddy. By the way, for our listeners at home, what I'm enjoying tonight is now. Mark, I wouldn't necessarily call this a white whale bourbon. This is, I, I'm not drinking a, a Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. I'm not drinking an old Rip Van Winkle, but I am drinking something that is a relatively hard to find bourbon. It is the Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch Bottled and Bond. Now, this is relatively difficult to find. I just happened to have a really great relationship with hashtag everyone needs a Rishi. And he was like, <laughs> this is a bottle you need to own. And so, um, by the way, Mark, that hashtag everyone needs a Rishi came from our dear beloved friend Mitchell out of Canada. So nice. um, that's what I'm drinking tonight. I'm having a great time. And um, it's it, I, I am tipping one out for my homie because Karen ain't here tonight. <laughs> She has already lamented by a text to me that she's bummed that she's not going to make it. Not only was she, she's currently uh, on her way home from a business trip, but it was unfortunately delayed even further. Than, like, she was going to get here late anyways, but now she's going to get here really, really late. So, yeah, she can't join us. So, yeah. so it's just the boys. You just got That's the boys. Right. Or as most people listening to this version of the podcast will call it, Mark and Captain Rambling. Or, or I was going to say, or Ugh. <laughs> I, hey, I apologize ahead of time. Everyone, you know, just ensconce yourself in a comfy chair. We got a three and a half hour podcast to record. <laughs> right. Let's go. All right. 
Let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. In 1995, a monorail was built to connect the MGM Grand to, fittingly enough, the former MGM Grand, now known as Bally's. It would later be incorporated into the Las Vegas monorail, making MGM Grand one of its anchor properties. I don't remember where I got that, but I thought it was cool. I think that's cool for two reasons. Number one, apparently, is it possible that when you use the sentence, it would later be incorporated into the Las Vegas monorail, comma, making MGM one of its anchor properties. Do you think it was all owned together at the same time? What do you mean? Uh, uh... Well, for to say it was making, when I think of an anchor property, I think of like currently in the in the Caesars Entertainment world, Caesars Entertainment is the anchor property, and then everything else is is owned around it. Oh, you know what? I probably should have better. I, I see what you're saying with that. No, I, what I was thinking was, I don't know why I thought about it like this. Way to call me out on this one. This is good. So I was thinking more bookend is what I meant. I was like, oh, a- anchor doesn't make sense because you don't put an anchor on both ends of something. I don't know what the hell I was thinking about that one. That's terrible. I'm going to scrap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to line it out and change it to uh, <laughs> a bookend. Bookend. You're listening to episode number 264. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to completely restart. He's like, I will write a new Random Vegas. No, no. I'm just going to line it out. Like, literally, I'm going to leave it in, in Random Vegas on the blog and then just line out Anchor and replace it with Bookend. <laughs> Uh, but even bookend, though, insinuate. So we, what we're really doing is we just, there happened to have been a monorail running between what is the property of Bally's and what is the property of MGM. Oh, no, no, no. What what I, what I wow, did I not, did this really not, not transfer over? So what, what it, the interesting thing was is the first monorail that ever existed connected the new MGM Grand to the old MGM Grand. And then when the Las Vegas monorail created the whole thing that stretches all the way down to, well, Sahara originally, it was just interesting that MGM Grand was one of the bookends of the entire Las Vegas monorail. Oh, okay. All right. I get it. That's, that's all right. Very cool. Do you think, my other question then was, do you think at the time they had any idea that the monorail would become what we know the monorail to be today when they had this connection? When they initially connected? I don't know. That's yeah. interesting. And and my, I guess what, it makes sense that they created it initially that way just from MGM Grand to Bally's in in this one specific instance the one thing that you have down on South Strip that's very different from basically right where Bally starts is population density you have huge spaces in between giant mega properties and you got to walk to get to each one of them whereas Right about the time you get to Bally's, cross you know, cross Flamingo Road, and all of a sudden you've got a new property, you know, you could you could throw a stone and, and hit the next property. So it, it's almost like, hey, we've got all this stuff down here, but you don't want to walk all the way down there. So just come to us and then take a monorail and then we'll get you close to all the other stuff. Yeah, it's it's an interesting um, situation because as I'm starting to kind of think through that whole monorail that runs behind. Uh, Aria, what Monte Carlo or Park MGM, yeah. uh, ultimately down to the Luxor and MG or uh, Mandalay Bay. I'm a little surprised that MGM hasn't forked out the money to connect it behind Bellagio over to Mirage and maybe to a certain extent TI, but they've already got a monorail going on between TI and 
Mirage, it's too bad they don't connect the their own personal that monorail, a, the MGM monorail. That is an interesting point. I mean, I know one of the reasons why Las Vegas monorail is having problems is they fully thought that they were going to create this 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 connection that would be convenient for everybody, and then the casinos would just subsidize all of it. They they would give it out as comps, like they would basically fund it, take it over, and uh, uh, that did not happen in any way. And to your point, they not only, uh, although although I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Mandalay Resorts that created the mon- yeah Mandalay Resorts is the one that made the original monorail. So MGM's first monorail, first in-house monorail, would have been the Aria to Park MGM connection. So, but to your point, you would think that they saw value in it because they had owned Mandalay Resorts for a while. That that three. You know, Luxor, Mandalay Bay, Excalibur, they owned that for a while and apparently saw value in having a monorail so much that when they created Aria, they connected it to Monte Carlo, that why wouldn't you go, well, wait a minute, we're, we're really just not connected, like, we just really kind of boxed out New York, New York. Why, why, don't, why don't we just, just connect them and then people can get anywhere they want from here? That is fascinating. It never occurred to me. Well, I'll take it one step further and to say if they would have connected the monorail to, because the best of my knowledge, it, it ends at Bellagio. Why not extend it over to the Mirage and then be like, you know what? Expense, I, and I use take them right, take them right around, sir. Take them right. Well, that's brilliant too. But no, I'm, I'm just thinking about the whole monorail that's, that's a, uh, you know, privately owned, but to screw over Caesar's Entertainment. <laughs> really, think about it. Why not have a have a shuttle? Or excuse me, a monorail go from the Mirage all the way down to Mandalay Bay and say for free, and then with a big, you know, fuck you right. to the monorail and more importantly, Caesar's Entertainment. Right. You travel us for free. Why would you want to pay for the Las Vegas monorail? But right. we digress. All right. <laughs> this was a beautiful winner. For oh, and the best part, this that comment, that compliment, it's layered. It's layered. Yeah. Talk to us about the twit pick of the week. Neon signage and history are just a few of my favorite things about Las Vegas. The concept that is brilliant at Neon Museum takes the dream come true metaphor to another level. If Nightmare on Elm Street has taught us anything, is that a person can be aware that they are in a dream while in a dream. I'm pretty sure other movies have said that as well, but I'm going with Nightmare on Elm Street. Write your own fucking monologue. One of the ways one can help the subconscious recognize that they are in a dream is by identifying the things that are just slightly out of place from the way they are in reality. Take the Stardust sign, shared by At Raising Las Vegas, and brought back to life by the brilliant light show at Neon Museum. And such an experience can be described as a dream come true to some. But take a step back from the come true part and look closer at what you're seeing. Yep, there it is. Those are two different fonts being used. The A is from the original font used at the property known as Electra Jag. The rest is the Futura typeface font that replaced it in 1991. Some argue Helvetica, but whatever. And that's when you realize it. This isn't real. This must be a dream because those two fonts never existed together in reality. Now hold on, hold, don't freak out. This is a cool thing. You're aware that you're in a dream. Now, quick, quick, uh, try and do something cool like flying or something without consequences, like 
playing triple zero roulette. Write some random sentence and read it during the show in a cadence that sounds like you're wrapping up this monologue. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I read, I reread, and then I read again your last three sentences. And I'm like, that is fucking funny. <laughs> like, that's... Like, that's a certain level. That's almost like Frasier humor. I'm like, okay, oh, I get it. I get it. I got to be paying attention to get this humor. That's that's smart. That's smart humor right there. Okay, so I said that our twit pick of the week was beautiful on many levels. Yes. It, it, it is most base level. It's beautiful because of the at raising Las Vegas. She's just, she's she's a beautiful human being inside. <laughs> right. Second it, it of all. It through the picture. I cannot wait, and I mean cannot wait, to get to experience this brilliant in my own, with my own two eyes, to to see what it must have been like. Because you're right, all of a sudden you're being transported. I mean, maybe there, maybe Neon Museum is taking a little bit of artistic liberty yeah. to make the sign look the way that it looks. But at the at the at the crux of it, you're being exported to a time and a place where you were probably not even thought of, and maybe your parents weren't even on this earth at the time that you're looking at signs being lit up. Yeah, that is that that blows my mind, and I couldn't be more excited to to check this out. I completely agree with you. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. Well, this is really exciting. There are more Zorkfest options that have been announced. Because we know people and really want everyone to be able to be a part of this as much of Zorkfest 2018 as possible, we've secured a couple deals for you. First, all add-ons are open up to everyone. Tickets to Friday's VIP dinner, the charity craps game, Saturday's Podcasters After Dark, Sunday's Award Travel 101 Boot Camp can now all be purchased individually at TravelZork.com. Actually, that's not 100% right. You can't purchase Podcasters After Dark yet, but whatever. It's coming. It's the point. You just focus on that. Now, in the spirit of the entire concept behind ZorkFest, not only do we strongly encourage participation in the ZorkFest Travel and Casino Loyalty Conference... If you're really looking to get the greatest value, buying one of the conference tickets packages is hands down the best way to go. And without a doubt, the high roller package is, is the one that's going to give you basically everything. So it makes the most sense. I mean, it's going to include actually almost all of the aforementioned activities that are now available for sale individually. For $325, you get access to everything except the Sunday Award Travel 101 Boot Camp. But your money... You'd rather pick and choose? Here's some details for you. Friday's VIP dinner event. Tickets to this event will only cost you $95 now. And you know what? Nah, we're, we're cutting that right now. So, once again, because I know people, for the next 24 hours, if you would like to be a part of the VIP dinner, which, by the way, let's, let's give you a little bit of context here. So you got tables that are going to accommodate up to 12 people per table. Space is going to be limited. It's going to be allocated on a first-come, first-served basis of the purchased dinner tickets. 
If you contact Travel Zork via Twitter or email, you can put in your seating request. The complete dinner menu is available at the Travel Zork website. There's going to be a cash bar. And in addition to that, they're opening up the craps table during dinner to start socializing and craps talk. Only 360 Vegas listeners for the next 24 hours, if you use the code ZORK360INSANE, five people can purchase a ticket to the dinner-only event for $23.75. Specifically, this deal expires Monday, April 9th. So, of course, Patreon people have an unfair advantage. Or or a fair advantage, Tony. Some would say a fair advantage. You know what? You bought privilege. <laughs> right? <laughs> Welcome to the VIP room. I, I probably could have said that better. Anyway. <laughs> also, the Craps Tournament is now open for individuals. For $125, you can ask Travel Fanboy if he thinks he's better than you. As well as participate in the Charity Craps Tournament. Following the dinner, benefiting Pangao Education Development. You know, I keep trying to, to talk about what a cool concept this is. And we got to share a really cool video this, this week that Travel Zorik had put up. Basically, kind of sharing or trying to share with you what the what the first Travel Zork was like, or the Zork Fest, sorry, the, the Zork Fest was in Atlantic City. You actually attended, Tony. Try, try and sum up that this isn't just your standard convention. I think what's most fun about it is I know how to maximize my casino rewards because I'm huh, 40 years old. <laughs> And I've been very involved in the casino world for roughly the last 15 years. What if you could take the 15 years of what it's taken me to accomplish and learn and you could boil it down to a three-day conference? That's what this is going to include. But, and here's the worst part about it, Mark, they also, at relatively the same time, they're teaching you ways that you can you can maximize your, your, your travel. That uh, Let me put it this way. Eric Rosenthal has said to me, I'm going to teach you X, Y, and Z. And if you ever pay for another flight again, you're a moron. Because I've just taught you how to never have to pay for another flight again. And I just, of course, kept turning to Jason going, hey, Jason, are you taking this down? Do you get this? Are you following along? Are you taking notes? Because it's just, it's brilliant stuff, Mark. And so I'm super excited about it. I'll be there again. I, I can't wait. And so this is this is super cool, but yeah, you know what? I'm I'm also willing to uh, to to play some craps for quote unquote charity, because <laughs> technically, unless Paul Newman's own salad dressing goes to a charity, we don't know who could be jihadist. So we're just gonna. Tra- <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. We that's, don't know. Hey, we don't know. It's a horrible thing to say for anybody that happened to have caught, as of today's date, April sixth, the most recent Family Guy episode did a joke on Paul Newman's own salad dressing and how it goes to charity, but we don't know where. And they do a cutaway as to a jihadi <laughs> terrorist group. He's like, someone just bought a bottle of our dressing. And they pull out guns, AK-47, they just start shooting the air and scream, you know, praise Allah. So, right. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. That's That's not funny. Pangea, Operation Pangea is, I'm sure, a wonderful cause. I'm sure. <laughs> Yay, bourbon. <laughs> so there it is. Lots of uh, details. If you just go to travelzork.com, zorkfest.com, and podcastersafterdark.com coming soon, you'll uh, you'll be able to check out all the details in in far more detail than than we'll go into here. 
So this is fascinating to me, and I've already got my my opinion ready, but tell us about MGM exploring a win acquisition. This week, the New York Post reported that, despite its CEO Jim Murin declaring it was unlikely the company would make a serious bid to acquire Wynn Resorts back in February, sources claim that is exactly what the company is exploring doing. A source says there's a 50% chance a deal could be reached within the next several months. A claim that begs the question, what the fuck? Honestly, I, I would love to bag on this idea, but MGM Resort, I, I'd love to bag on Jim Urine in general anytime, but as unappealing as this idea is, this totally fucking makes sense, especially if the price is right. Now, an interesting comparison. When shares continue to strengthen after falling from just over 200 per share that they were valued at before the Win sexual misconduct accusation surfaced, it rose this week to $181 a share. MGM, the second largest gaming company in the world, had the value of their shares rise this week as well to $35 a share. Thoughts? I, I think this is 100% one of two situations. Either there was some reporter who needed to proverbially fill some, you know, dead air space in a newscast or on a, in a newspaper or was obligated to post something in, in our, you know, internet world where something has to be posted every hour on the hour. Right. Or MGM Grand was like, hey, you know what might be a fun way to increase our stock price by 12 cents a share? Let's put out this totally bogus fucking story right. that we might buy Win Encore. Right. And then I don't I do not believe any of it. Yeah, I, not I, a single bit of it. I, while I I said I understand how if the price is right, you would absolutely do this. For one, I can't fathom how a company valued at that could afford a company, I, I would almost think it would be the other way around. Like, wins like, why don't we just buy MGM? Let's just buy that and fix it. But I, I, I agree with you. I, I can't, I can't foresee this happening. And to your point, that's the one thing about a source, and one of the reasons why people can be so cynical. Not only about news in general, but news in this day and age, where a source can be you. Anyone can fucking say anything because you don't need to quote your fucking source. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think this is happening. Something that's sadly or just, you know what, can't wait to find out what replaces this place. The Yogurteria. Because why not? Go Greek Yogurteria. The actual name, we didn't make that up, is also known as the Rolls Royce of yogurt. Or so their marketing department tells us. The Beverly Hills originated concept is coming to Vegas, specifically to Palazzo's part of the Grand Canal shops. Master Yoga Tears, again, I cannot stress enough, is also not a name that we made up, will serve sweet and savory choices in terracotta pots flown in from Greece. This savory yogurt. Listen, okay, is there a human on the planet that is aware of semen, not forced to instantly think of it when they hear the concept of savory yogurt. Did you just say semen? Yes. 
Okay, just wanted to be clear. I'm going to take it to the next level. Savory yogurt sounds like the name of a gay nightclub. Savory yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> no word when it will open or exactly where it will be in the Grand Canal shops. The renovations to that space are expected to cost about a half a million dollars. It's <laughs> awesome. Sometimes Listen, I start saying things, and I don't know where they're going to go, Tony. <laughs> no, hey, you know what? That, welcome to my life. <laughs> I just open my mouth, wait to see what comes out. <laughs> right. I hope to find my way mid-sentence. <laughs> Sometimes it works. Most of the time, our listeners know it doesn't. <laughs> right. I'm not even clear enough oh, to cover hey. it up. You at least kind of cover it up. I'm just like, yeah, I got nothing. I thought I was going somewhere. <laughs> Speaking of something that just isn't going to work, Aria has an esports coming. Yeah, a trend that will either be looked back on as the beginning of the next thing in Vegas or snickered at by casino execs like the family friendly concept, esports continues to penetrate the market. <laughs> penetrate the market. Yeah, it is. <laughs> over and over it's and over. Re- repeatedly. Until it produces some delicious um, yeah, yogurt. Savory cereal. yogurt. <laughs> We found this is the name of this week's show. <laughs> this week, VentureBeat.com reported that ESP Gaming <laughs> has, <laughs> that ESP Gaming has partnered with its sister company, Poker Central, to set up a esports studio in Aria. That's right, it's already open. Originally conceived only as a venue for poker events, the concept was expanded mid-construction to accommodate the expanding esports market. The 10,000-square-foot venue will accommodate up to 300 and host live events. Described as somewhat small by eSports standards, the space will focus on a VIP experience for gamers. In addition to eSports, the space will be used for live Poker Central events. In fact, the first event to be broadcast from the space will be a special edition of Poker After Dark. That'll be May 16th through the 18th. It's just so weird to me. It does feel like... I mean, I know, I know this started like two years ago or something at, at Downtown Grand, but this does kind of feel like the family-friendly thing where it was like, oh, shit, we're all fucking doing this. And then, like, almost before people were done building, it, well, hell, Wynn Win claims that while they were in the middle of building Treasure Island, like, oh, shit, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, well, let's just go with it. Let's just go with it. Here's the problem. I don't know what to attribute this to either because on the one hand... I want to be like, uh, okay, so you're you're weirdly, you know, encompassing the family-friendly aspect of this esports arena, or or did everybody have that same feeling? Like, well, you know what? They're not 21 yet, so we're gonna do these day clubs. Oh no no no! This night is clubs. this is for the over 21 people, Tony. I I mean. Oh. So, okay, so the demographic they're going for are the guys that can't get laid and aren't going to drink. So you're hypothetically the, you're, you're targeting the Big Bang Theory cast? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going, I can't, I literally can't wrap my head around what's happening in, in the casinos these days. This is, I am literally that get off my lawn guy. Well, these, these esports situations these arenas and stuff dude these these places like pack arenas like it's fucking crazy like, yeah they, they have... and fucking 
comic book stores are proliferating. I can't understand that either. <laughs> Just. I, I don't. I don't it, it's not for me, but I, it is. It is the the new peacocking. I guess it, it's like it, it's not good enough to. It, it's not. It's not enough to be great at a video game. You have to somehow publicly shame the other people that you're playing with, and if you can do that live, oh, amazing. Well, and to a certain extent, I I think the understanding is you not only can do it live, but you can do it for money because you've got people betting on and against you, and you probably get pieces of that as well and yeah. right like it's, it's yeah yeah I, I assume it's so oh here's a super offensive way this, and like i'm doing my best to try to offend those people <laughs> do you remember from the the early 90s the game outrun in the arcade where you would sit in a in a video car, arcade and you were driving like a lamborghini yeah, yeah, yeah. outrun and you right I assume that's what it is for money. So can you outrun me in your little, you know, tilting arcade game and your mom lets you out for the weekend and doesn't know where you are? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of another thing that I don't care about, apparently there's some sort of park MGM pool and we've got details for that. You were probably known in Vegas circles as the Renaissance man. You're the guy like going, all he wants is for you to kiss his ass and let him gamble. Get out of the way. <laughs> this week. Just why are we not talking about gambling right now? Right. <laughs> this week at Jambo, everyone shared pictures of the progress being made at officially changing the name of the property, formerly known as Monte Carlo, into Park MGM, which, for the record, I am a big fan of the color palette shift that they're making. It's one of the rare occasions where concept art doesn't look better than the real results. But yeah, you see the pictures that we retweeted. While there are a lot of details that would quickly become difficult to differentiate from any other pool amenities you've ever heard advertised before, what is most interesting is the remarkably reasonable prices that they are planning to charge. Eater Vegas reports that plans are to charge $15 for private chase loungers, $75 for day beds, and $150 to $300 for cabanas that can accommodate up to $20. A price point similar to those that you can find at the Flamingo. Surprising when you consider the self-professed target market for Park MGM is the high end of the MGM portfolio. Park MGM is going to have a total of three pools on site. It doesn't have poolside gaming, so I'm kind of with you. I'm like, eh, it's pool. Karen's like, shut up, you're going. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not opposed to it. If there's one thing that I have grown because of being a fellow co-host of this podcast is getting to experience poolside opportunities. Mm -hmm. I'd never, I'd, I'm not kidding you, Mark. I'm not just, you know, proverbially sucking your dick. I'll literally do it too, <laughs> but I, I digress. I'd never been to a pool before, but for me coming out to Vegas vacations and being, a, you know, a, a co-host. And so we're at the the cabanas at Flamingo. We've done the cabanas at the Cosmo. There's, there's some real value to going and doing that. And when we say, if you want to be a part of that, it'll cost you X dollars. That's a really great, 
I mean, I know that now, but I didn't know that at the time. I had no clue at the time. Yeah. What an unbelievable offer that is to be a part of all that. I love it now. I would never, ever do a pool sans a 360 Vegas vacation because it is- that's, it's not me. But you get awesome people like Phil and Mitchell and Chris and I apologize, Bogan, all the other awesome people that are there. That's what makes that experience so much fun. It is really fun. It, it's I, I the, the concept when we initially did it that I, I knew it would be super fun because we had done it before with friends was you're just hanging out. Like you're literally just hanging out, enjoying the view. Like it's one of the things when at the last 360 Vegas vacation, we did the high roller experience. And one of the things that I thought was funny is everybody's chatting up and everybody's excited as it's going on, but what ends up happening at some point in a, a ride on the high roller is you get lost in the view. Whether you want to or not, like things quiet down, people stop you know, being as loud or rowdy, and there, you catch everybody looking, you know, taking pictures and stuff. And that's similar to what it's like by a pool is, you know, you're, you're moving around so much in Vegas, there's so much excitement going on that it's almost like you, you're forced to slow down for a second while still being in, in the action. And you just kind of enjoy the view. I mean, not just, you know, the beautiful people, but I mean, when you stay at places like, you know, Cosmopolitan, which is right on the fucking strip, I mean, you're, it's like hanging out in the center of Las Vegas Boulevard. So it's definitely an experience to have. And I would highly encourage doing it with friends and more than likely probably with us. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's the only way I would recommend it. <laughs> Something that I'm reticent to recommend is this weird sort of kind heaven that's coming to link in a concept so confusing i had to read five different articles just to figure out what the fuck it is and where it's going to be located and i'm still not sure kind heaven is the brainchild of Lollapalooza founder and lead singer of the band jane's addiction perry farrell the concept is an ever-changing immersive attraction meant to marry the manic energy, spirit, and aesthetic of the markets of Bangkok, Singapore, and Hong Kong with a Blade Runner-esque element to it. While described by some sources as coming to the Link Promenade in 2019, an intentional or unintentional insinuation that this concept will re-theme the outdoor space appears to be incredibly misleading. TravelVegas.com by far did the best coherent version of this story, so that's the information that we're going to share with you. They're reporting that the attraction will be a new 100,000 square foot complex located on the second floor of the Link Promenade with entrances available both inside and from the promenade next to the high roller. Elements of the project reveal details like a family-friendly day, an adult-oriented night experience, multiple food vendors in a cashless environment, potentially included in the cost of admission, potentially only accepting digital currency per RF technology, and the rest sounds similar to hallucinations from a bad acid trip. (laughs) Holographic elements like pickpocketing monkeys and duets with feral and iconic frontmen like David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, and Jim Morrison or maybe they will just be part of a larger narrative told throughout the space. Farrell isn't sure. Maybe both. Maybe. And I quote, I don't know if I'll get to do this, but it would be killer to have a holographic porn of myself. 
a statement that elevates the feeling of unease one experiences upon seeing the singer's choice to have his face stretched to resemble that of the Joker's to levels previously undocumented in science and medicine. <laughs> Whatever this is, it's expected to open in 2019. Here's, here's, the thing, here's the thing about this. There's part of this that I was reading, I'm like, sounds cool. This could be a really cool, interesting thing. And there's another part of this going, there's no fucking way I will go anywhere near this nightmare of a situation. I don't know what it's going to be. They somehow convinced Lincoln to doing this. Hopefully it's more the former than the latter. What are your thoughts? I think the likelihood of this happening is on par the likelihood of MGM buying anything when related. Really? I think this is, oh, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to get us to talk about, look at this crazy thing. Look at this. This is wild. What is this going to be? We can't wrap our heads around it. And then nothing happens. Now, you know know they announced this at length, right? That this was coming? Yep. Oh, so you know what? Oh, and because... Because they've announced it, it's got to be right. True. I mean, no, you're right. We'll so, no, I, um, I, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you two answers. Uh, deep down, sixty percent of me doesn't think it's going to happen. Forty percent of me says, all right, if it's going to happen, I don't think it's going to quite work out this way. I mean, let's be honest. That's that's a weird combination. That Singapore. Taiwan, that, that the Asian theme wrapped into the whole Blade Runner. Like the dangerous Plus, market. Like, oh, you know yeah. what we should do? The really scary fucking parts of the world. Yeah. We should recreate that. People would have yeah. fun doing that. Like, okay. Absolutely. Listen, I remember I had to, so, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, let me tell you what a liberal arts degree gets you. <laughs> when I was in college, I had to take a movie appreciation class and one of the classes or movies among many that I had to watch was Blade Runner Mm -hmm. and I remember watching going okay all right, so Indiana Jones is in the future. Got it. <laughs> right. Okay. This, I mean, right? It makes sense. He he likes to do things in the past, so now he's going to be in the future. Okay. All right. Now he's being chased. Wait. Okay. That's not. That's not the Shankara Stone from Temple of Doom. These <laughs> things. All right. So this is the future version of it. I, listen. It's not going to happen, and I don't believe it's going to happen, and it's a weird thing to even want to theme it on, and ergo, I don't think it's going to happen. What you're saying makes a ton of sense for several reasons. For one, the fact that it isn't even a fully formed concept, you, you could argue that. But for two, you have to believe that the people at this press conference or, or even the people reading the scripts from the interviews that he had is like, did he say he wants a porn of him a holographic porn they misquoted him right they have it recorded something i did leave out of this story like it isn't like he just threw that that word out there they followed up on that question and they said what would it be doing he'd be like on what else having magnificent sex and revving up the crowd like so you really mean you want a hologram of yourself fucking and then somehow also a hype man yeah, I, I like you almost think that they're like, okay, so I know we just had the press conference, but we're totally cutting ties with this guy immediately, right? right. <laughs> we're, we're done with this. Right. This, this was cute. <laughs> Something else that's 
weirdly cute is this concept of a chocolate chair coming to Grand Bazaar. Eater Vegas reports that LA's chocolate chair is bringing their first out-of-state expansion to Vegas, specifically Bally's Grand Bazaar shops. The liquid nitrogen ice cream shop, famed for its dragon breath dessert, named as such due to the smoke created when you put it in your mouth, is slated to set up shop next to Savorsky Kruskals. Savorsky Kruskals. I, I know them well. They're they're the cheap knockoff <laughs> to Swarovski crystals. Right, I understand. Yeah, so they're going to be next to that boutique. In addition to ice cream, chocolate chair will offer other things. I don't care. ETA is going to be described. Is ETA is only described as coming soon. You know, have you ever had anything but liquid nitrogen in it? Uh, n- no, that's not a thing. You don't order that. Well, not in it, but it's no. There, there's uh, there's something at Cosmopolitan. They have a, a, a drink. Well, there, there you go. See, you, you, your question answered itself. It was a cosmic. <laughs> it's really cool, Tony. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is, Mark. Could you fanboy out a little harder on Cosmo? <laughs> Could you be more of an irrational prick about it? <laughs> I, I chalk up chocolate chair to being in the same category as the yogurtaria. <laughs> Fair. Very you know what? It reminds me of the scene where from Vegas Vacation, where Clark single-handedly can crawl up the Hoover Dam, and he comes over and goes, "Okay, so um, who's thirsty? Drinks on me at the Sanatorium." Right. You know what? <laughs> Enjoy your chocolate chair, asshole. I think what I thought was the most interesting about the yoga tier, well, back to the yoga tier, <laughs> is that this is supposed to be super high-end stuff, man. Like really expensive, high-end. And they go with the name Yogaterium. (laughs) So you married Cafeteria. Oh, yeah. First thing I think of high quality is Old Country Buffet. Absolutely. (laughs) Where's the nearest Ponderosa? Because I want some Yogaterium. Yeah. All right. This one... This one actually makes me happy. Yeah. I like talking about the Knights of Owl. So originally reported by Vital Vegas, the RJ confirmed this week that the Las Vegas Golden Knights are encouraging their season ticket holders to help them maintain home ice advantage and not resell their playoff tickets by a third-party vendors like StubHub and tickets.accessvegas.com by offering them a discount on the cost of said playoff tickets. Ticket resellers are traditionally how fans of visiting teams acquire playoff tickets to away games. Season ticket holders overwhelmingly supported the initiative or weren't paying attention and are going to be really pissed when they realize they needed to opt out of the program or be in violation of said initiative. Ownership would not disclose how many did opt out, but the 2018 NHL playoffs start next week, April 11th. I can't imagine they would be actionable in any way on that. If they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You just had to tell us that that you, you had to say, hey, 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 I don't agree. I know you just put me in the I agree column, but take me out of the I agree <laughs> column because I don't agree. I can't imagine they could be like, whoa, 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 you didn't opt out. You can't sell that. Like, go fuck yourself. I paid a shit ton for these. I, I got very little c- to contribute because it's sports ball right. but or sports puck. But I... I'm elated that that they're doing as well as they are. And I get them saying, what if we just keep, you know, let's keep this amongst us. Let's ensure that the people that are showing up are one of us. I mean, there's a 
there's a delightfully segregationist sort of aspect to all of that. But I mean, that's the point they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. No, did that fail? No, no, you're abs- you're dead on. I'm listening. I, 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 oh. You're making a, a great point. I was like, don't trample on it. He's doing a good job. Oh, weird. Okay, well, <laughs> you're uh, like I, weird. I totally thought I had no idea I, what I was talking I, about. I, I throw out the word. <laughs> pro-segregationist, you know, like, no, I'm supportive of this. Tell me more. Oh, I'm so sorry. I completely missed it. That could have been a fucking... You know what? There's so many times that the the title of the show is something that I don't realize while we're recording. It's through editing that I'm like, oh my god, that was fucking brilliant. That's totally what I'm naming the show. And I promise you, had had savory yogurt not found its way into the (laughs) zeitgeist of possible names for this, this week's show... As I was editing, that would have absolutely taken me over, like going, "Did he just say? Did he just say pro segregation?" <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I apologize. I apologize. That was top notch, and I completely just went right over my All head. Right. All right, you know what? You know what I love most about me? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the great thing about me. <laughs> I know you may not have picked up on this, but let me tell you the best part about me. I'm subtle. <laughs> <All right. laughs> little salty. We put it out there. We went to see if it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Trust me. I, I, between you and me, and not a recording podcast, I will tell you who it's failed on. <laughs> but for the rest of the folks, they love it. So. So Okie dokie. Um. Anyway, yay nights. Let's move on to Proverbs. Right. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, while he didn't win the million dollar payoff that would have come from a University of Michigan win in the NCAA Basketball National Championship, casino owner Derek Stevens did win $100,000 from a $300,000, excuse me, $330,000 hedge bet he placed on the team that Michigan lost to, which was the Villanova Wildcats. See, that's the one thing about sports, and I, and I get the numbers. I get, I get why, but I can't wrap my head around going, okay, so wait a minute, so wait a minute. If I give you $300,000, you'll give me 100000 Like What? what? Eater Vegas announced this week that Red Plate, a Chinese restaurant serving Cantonese dishes, will take over the space formerly home to GOCG on Cosmopolitan's third level. No word when Red Plate will open. DOCG closed last June and was a chopped judge and chef Scott Conant concept. There's going to be some editing there. Well, that was terrible. Or I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to totally leave it in like that. Fair enough, because you know what else you should leave in? I'm going to pronounce some, some Italian. Nice. Continuing to refresh its dining options by closing a concept and replacing it with the same concept with a new name, <laughs> it was announced that Nove Italiano will be the next restaurant to close at Palms on April 13th, so Vetri Cucina can take its place. Now, when that's actually going to happen, well, of course, that's not been disclosed. I, I, you know, it's funny. It didn't occur to me, and I don't know why, because it's it's so obvious from everything that they've been doing that that is systematically what they've been doing, is closing and then opening the exact same thing with a new name. 
I mean, I, maybe it's got a new chef in it or, you know, new options, but at, at its core, at its core, they're closing an Italian restaurant and they're opening one. They just recently opened a steakhouse in the place that used to be where the other steakhouse was. They closed their buffet so they could open another buffet. Cafe, cafe. It's That's all they've done. It's, it's it, You might as well call it a refresh and rename. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it either, but I, I, here's the deal. I will never have the kind of money to close something down and reopen it in the same fucking genre of restaurant for a half a billion dollars. I, like, I, I, I'll never be able to wrap my head around that. Right, I know, right? Like, guys, 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 why don't we just cut our losses, take this money, and fucking get out of here? <laughs> The Comedy Cellar has begun its five-year residency inside of Rio. Beyond the random names any comedy club can reference as appearing at their establishment before they rose to fame, the Comedy Cellar can reference their prominent placement in the FX series, Louie. The RJ reports that Latam Airlines plans to announce it will add more seasonal direct flights to Las Vegas, specifically during both summer and winter months. Brazil is the seventh largest source of international visitors to Las Vegas. So I'm guessing that's where Latam um, originates from. Right. Uganda, Nicaragua, and Pangea are first, second, and third sources of international travelers, respectively. Oh, by the way, we may have, yeah, I, but definitely did. Yeah. Just make that last statement. <laughs> I think it was, I don't know why. I don't know why. I Here's the best part. <laughs> Buddy, when I read the script ahead of time, I can be like, oh, I I know where he's going with this. I see where he's going, and I can add on to that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun about this is I write the, the script over days. So there are times where I forget stuff as we're coming along. I'm like, oh, I forgot I was making that joke. <laughs> I like it. But... But we are we are presenting as fact that Brazil is the seventh largest source of international visitors to Las Vegas, though. That is accurate. Yes. All right. All right. All right. That's, that is fascinating, in light of the fact that the number of I'm going to say Asians that meander in front of my wife that make her want to just go postal. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding because. God love you, Brazilians. You just jump out there and just push people out of your way. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're used to uh, they're used to Rio. You gotta. There's a shit ton of people there. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta move along. Listen, you've got a wax named after you. I know that you're not fucking around. <laughs> right? Like, I get it. I get cut it. to the chase, folks. Just, just do it. Just do it. Everybody, I'm go, go, go. Yeah. Crotch hair, rip it off. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Well, I guess that's going to do it for episode number 264. Thank you all for listening, <laughs> downloading, and ripping your crotch hair away. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of our stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360 Vegas. No, that's not our address. No. Yeah. Three... yeah, what's up? <laughs> it just makes me wonder. On the exact flip side of this, do you ever wonder if Brazilians are like, why the fuck did they name that after us? I know. What did we do to get exactly. associated with fucking general right. hair ripping out? What the <laughs> fuck is that? I got a 70s porn bush down here. <laughs> Pay me some respect. It's hot. It's hot down here. I know, right? <laughs> My God, it looks like a ch 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 chia. <laughs>
<laughs> they just sculpt it like it's a Mr. <laughs> Miyagi bonsai tree. When it gets anyway. this hot, you start doing crazy fucking things, all right? Well, duh, right? I mean, it's like if I... L- let me put it this way. If, if I were a bear in the gay world, I might shave my back, right? I mean, it's just, you... you 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 gotta know your audience in the way. Oh man, this is why we need Karen. She keeps some people. This say, is why we need I to take breaks up. from Karen yeah. because you get right. these shows. <laughs> okay, okay. So the blog is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliate such as Amazon.com, Earth Limos, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Please don't use this one specific episode. I or do, depending on... I know, right? <laughs> like, on, oh my God, they had me with episode 264. <laughs> if if we were your first experience in all, <laughs> no iTunes review. I forget right? about that, because they always say every episode is someone's first episode. Can right. you imagine some people right. like, what the fuck did I just tell into? Into. Yeah, yeah. I was interested like, in Vegas news. Why are yeah. we talking about ripping out General Hair? <laughs> this show is getting a little boring. Wait, this show. <laughs> this is why I stick to it. This is what I've always been looking for. This is my purpose. <laughs> you know what? If, if, if you're that listener, you're the proverbial uh, spelunker, right? <laughs> like, you're down there. You're digging around. And it's smooth. <laughs> it's clean. <laughs> All right. You can also buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360. Of course, you can get premium and um, exclusive content at patreon.com forward slash 360 Vegas. But the best part is you're not going to know what that is unless you're actually a Patreon subscriber. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And if you'd like to leave some feedback, written or audio, regardless of whether you're Patreon or otherwise, you can do so. That's at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Now, what's important, Mark, is for folks to know if they aren't sure how to record their audio with their smartphone, Mm -hmm. they can email it to the show, and we do have instructions on how to do that as well. It's on our blog's main page. We do. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360VegasTony. (laughs) He just told you where you can find me, so... Till next time.